Do it a little faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences. AKA tell all our business. And explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes. Oh. Hey girl. Hey. Oh, that was pretty. Hi. How you doing? Uh, you know, just waking up every day, keeping it together, trying my very best. Um, what can I share with the people today? Um, I know last week I talked to you guys about Maury, what was her name? That queen, that god, god, Mary Terrapore. She was my negotiations um, teacher. And we had our final clinic with her at the business class, 10KSB business class. And so, you know, she basically said what I shared before, that half the battle of negotiation is envisioning and knowing um, what you want. And so... you know, she said that's like 90% and then 10% is just the technique and the technique being, you know, you have your high, your goal, what you, the highest amount, like your aspirational goal, your mid goal where you're flexible and you negotiate around and then your bottom line. And so she had, she, you know, she comes in, she's this powerful little being, she says stuff that pierces your heart and then she's like, okay, now we're going to practice. And so She gave us this sheet of paper that had a case study on it. And the case study was basically, there was one seller and then three buyers. And she gave everybody, everybody had their like the lowest that you could possibly go. And then you had to make up your, using the information that was on the paper, you had to make out, you know, your numbers after that. Do you understand what I mean by the lowest that, do you understand what I'm saying? Is that the lowest no? number that you're yeah, like your to... bottom line, like yeah. you can't go any lower than this. If you go lower than this, then you you lost out. And so I was the seller, and I had three buyers. So it was basically three people vi- vying to for me to sell them something, and I had to negotiate to get the highest possible price that I could, and. Right when I got the paper, my heart sunk because it was all this, all these numbers, all this math. And I immediately was like, I don't understand. Like, I didn't quite understand the logic of it all. And I had, I was just basically shaking. And we had four minutes to base, to read the letter. And then you had to go out and you had to fucking negotiate. And I had three people that I had to negotiate. And I was like, they're clearly going to know. I do not know what the fuck is going on. And so I did it and, you know, I went out there with the three people and I basically had, I sat them all three together and I made them kind of pitch 
to me in front of each other and then I took them all individually and as I was talking to them it all started coming together and make sense to me and I started to gain my confidence around okay yeah this number this 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 makes sense now I I then created in my head what my highest number was that I wanted and then where I was flexible with then we got down to the final out wire we had like five minutes left um and my heart sunk again because when it got a little bit difficult and it was all three of them in front of me and I had to like, you know, um, basically stay in my power, I kind of sank and I left the meeting feeling like I undersold myself. I felt awful. Um, and when you go back to the class, what she does is she reveals every, everybody sees their numbers that they, their highest number that they bid. And I was just terrified. I just knew that I like had one of the lowest in the class and I was just beating myself up. And when she put the numbers all out, I had the fourth highest number in the class. And it was such a lesson to me, number one, and I can't stop thinking about it, that I think we always think negotiation is like a money thing. It's something that you have when you need to make a deal like Donald Trump type shit. And you're always against high powered people. But it made me really realize that every single part of our lives is basically a negotiation. All of our relationships are a negotiation. And the foundation is your self-worth and how you feel and how you talk to yourself had I not seen those numbers up there and no thought that saw that I did quote unquote well I would have still been in a spiraling and beating myself up and angry at myself when in fact I didn't do bad but my my self-talk was all was bad and I, I felt powerless and I was like it was, it was it was so mind blowing to me and i was just thinking about how many relationships that same scenario plays out in and that I, there's not a clarity about what i really want number 1 there's and then how easily i if there's any kind of resistance or there's conflict or not even that if there's just ambiguity often i will go to the I will go to the bottom versus like staying in that middle. You know what I mean? Like that's mm -hmm. that's where you have the power. It's like maybe you won't get a billion dollars, but if you're, you're like, all you're right, underselling yourself. you're underselling yourself. And I never or undervaluing have, have the wherewithal. I noticed in both of these practices where I didn't have the wherewithal to stay in that middle ground and really dance with that person and really, you know, sit with it. And this today has been a, really hard day it's it's in doing business at internet as you know there's just obstacle after obstacle and one obstacle requires that these other three other things have to be done before this one obstacle can even be addressed and those three other things are in this area of expertise that you have no understanding of like what the fuck is that and you're in this space where you have to be, you're making something out of nothing in so many ways. And then you're also just 
it just feels like a lot of pressure. It feels like a, a lot of pressure and I've caught myself and I feel myself spiraling and thinking like, you're not cut for this. You can't do this shit. Like this is, you've been doing this for so long. When are you going to get it together? Yada, yada, yada. And then right before I got on this call and I, I mean, on the podcast, I was thinking about the negotiations class and it was just kind of like a reminder of, but in reality, I could be doing really well. You know what I mean? Like in reality, I could be okay, but it's my self-talk and how I'm viewing myself mm -hmm. that is creating my reality. Does that make, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't believe in I don't, your value. Yeah, it's just this this pattern that I'm in. And I felt a sense of relief of being like, actually, girl, you it's your performance may be fine. You just have this you I could be I could be giving it my all, like killing it in my game killing it, but I still would have this perception of like, no, it's just not good enough. It's it's not right. You don't know what you're doing. Um I'm just sitting with that and trying to catch myself and trying to realize that what I'm thinking is not always the truth with a capital T, often it isn't, and kind of even feeling some sense of, um, some sense of relief that that's true, that I, it's, I'm not my thought, or the reality is not necessarily all the thoughts that I keep thinking about myself. But anyway, that's what's going on over here. Um, that was last friday and then saturday Wait, before you continue can i just offer something sure i think it's really powerful that you said that you think about how that shows up that t talk and this kind of pattern shows up in other areas outside of business because i would or i would offer that it's showing up in business because it's deeply rooted in you in all oh, areas absolutely absolutely yeah. and That's like this does i'm like what what would happen if, and i'm talking to myself as well but what would happen if we showed up and we were very clear about our value when it comes to who we are even if we don't know we can figure it out when it comes to how we show up in the world when it comes to this podcast, when it comes to Sable, when it comes to mothering, when it comes to intimate relationships, you know, like you said a couple of weeks ago, how your the talk that your mom has with you around like, oh, and, and I know that you kind of can brush that off, but I'm still, I'm sure it still seeps into your brain of, oh, you know, damaged goods. Nobody wants to raise somebody else's kid. Like, that hearing that and hearing that somehow you're less than and having that person knock you down a bit, there's no way that doesn't seep in. Yeah, and it has to be, it has. But I also think there's comfort too in that. Like, oh, I don't know, you know me. Like that kind of thing too. That I think we both, I've noticed, we both, have have found comfort in self-deprecation even the way we oh, talk absolutely. about the podcast yeah of course and like oh you know our raggedy selves it's like actually no we're charting we're actually really great and the mm. fact that people support us and pay to see us and we're a remote podcast is a big deal 
Like we need to celebrate those things. And when we have conversations with people about what we do, I think that's why I want the clarity around the elevator pitch so badly because it's time for us to stand in that power. It's time for you to stand in that power in all areas as a mother, as a partner, as a friend, as a businesswoman. Like you can say all this stuff about Sable, but Sable has kept your lights on and put your daughter through private school. Yeah. And absolutely. And you you did it in a you know, failed business partnership and you took it and you made it into what it is. It was your Mm -hmm. baby. It was your vision. So it might, is it, I don't know. Are you Melissa Butler yet? Not yet. Do you want to be, I don't even fucking know, but like you created something where it's yours. And just like you said, it's magic. You're making, you're literally creating something that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. and envisioning Mm -hmm. what that is. And putting it together, building it. Yeah, it's the practice of of knowing that and embodying that, embodying that, that shit is um, Tony Morrison style. Is it is? Yeah, it's, we have no choice because I'm I I know too much now. Now I know too much about myself. <laughs> I hate that so much. I know too much. So now it's like. Even me upset today and feeling, um, yeah, feeling like falling into that comfortable groove of like, oh, I'm not going to get this. I won't. Mm-hmm. Versus being like, no, this is your growing pain. It's coming together slowly but surely. You're understanding something more this week than I did last week. Child. Like I'm learning and to and to be grateful and excited, yes, and feel empowered by the learning curves and the and the growing pains versus crippled by it or, you know, at a deficit. So God damn it. Yeah, quite a week. And then on Saturday, you know, I, I was really um sad on Saturday. And I knew we had to do the See the Thing Is um, live show. And in all honesty, I was just not feeling it or anything at all. I, I really wasn't for it. You, <laughs> I was supposed to head out the door at like 3 o'clock, 2.30. I was still in bed like, Shanti, all right, you could do it. Get up. Just get it together. <laughs> And you called me like, hey, you busy? And I was like, yeah, I'm getting ready you right did. now. You lied to me. I was like, I was oh, like, okay. yeah, girl, what you want? Like, you're getting in the way. I'm about to get in the car. What you want? <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up, I showed up. And I, right before I walked out the door again, it's been a lot of pep talks. Like, girl, this is going, you have to, like, be open to these beautiful people that you're going to see and this moment that you're going to have. And get out of your head and and keep your heart open for what's possible and it was such a lovely uh-huh. evening it was really fun to be with Mandy and Bridget it was really um yeah it was amazing to watch them work it was amazing to see there something that they've built out of nothing and the the 10,000 hours that they've put in to to create and produce that and all the people, the dope people that make it happen with them, I really appreciated. And the audience was wonderful. <laughs> Just Philly. First of all, 
Look at my Kelly face. is <laughs> loud. We went up on that stage. And of course, you know, so you're sitting up on the stage. You have your mic. You have your idea of what you guys are going to talk about. Preset idea, you know. And damn if we could get through that fucking outline. Nope. <laughs> we could not. Because Philly was like, uh-uh, no. Because, and then Mandy, girl, and like, at least 10 people had that kind of energy talking over Ten. each other. There were so many more people. That front row was, they were, was a trip. They it were rah-rah. It was fun, though. It was it was a lot of fun, and I felt really good when I left. So I'm really grateful for the opportunity and um, for the energy and the people that were there. It was It was a nice recovery from, from Friday. So... Mm. That's it, y'all. Um, yeah. Uh, the I'm exhausted. I'll be honest. That's that's. I'm really tired, but really grateful. <laughs> no, I'm not. You I'm are. really grateful. Um, you know, hit the ground running Saturday. Drove down, did the show. You've left out the fact that when I called you, you I needed you to save my ass because I forgot my outfit at the Airbnb we were staying at. So Shanti had to drive and go get that and bring it to the venue. And I was like, Mandy doesn't need to know. It's fine. Cause she oh, Mandy didn't out. know that? Hell no. I was like, because mm. you know what? You have to have discernment. <laughs> if it was something that she needed to know that I, could, that I couldn't handle, then she would have known it. But the way she was busy... Just get it done. Leave that girl alone. That's funny. So, yeah, Philly was a very interesting crowd. <laughs> and real, just interactive is what I'm going to say. I And Mandy and them were like, I don't know how to feel. Did they like it? Like, I couldn't even hear. I said they loved it. That's what you got to understand. If they're sitting, usually Philly is sitting there unimpressed and they've got nothing for you. So the fact that they were interactive and talking and a part, very much a part of the show, that means they were engaged in doing their things. So I was I was happy to be in Philly. Um and then we went down to DC. Got bright and early drove down there. That show was very interesting. Had a lot of running around to do for that and then drove back that same night. Got in at like 5 a.m. and then recorded another episode Monday. You're working. You're <laughs> listen. And then we got the last live show Friday. And so I'm super grateful to be a part of it. The fact that they've had me on for three shows. The fact that Bridget has shared the vocal mic with me. I'm sure that was I Mandy's suggestion. I Antoinette sang. <laughs> the the. The production of the show was just really tight, really, really engaging. Y'all sounded great. It was wonderful to see you up there. I don't think I've seen you perform since your show. Mm. I think that's the last time I saw you perform on a stage was your show. That's crazy. So that was wonderful. Yeah. So that was great. And the DC crowd was lovely. Very different from the Philly crowd. Much more (laughs) well-behaved. A little more mild manner. They have manner. a higher uh, medium income. That's why. <laughs> but they they were really really cool. And just lovely folks that met that I got to meet all around. So really grateful for that and receiving all of the very affirming messages that I received. And I'm and and you know, um, 
I think we both tend to be like, oh, no, oh, you know, someone compliments us and we we have to shy away from it or make a joke or self-deprecate. But I am at this time going to sit in this and sit in the fact that I have a full-time job that is very demanding. They are pinging now and I'm going to ignore it. But my chest is like burning just thinking about what the hell is going on but I'm not I'm just gonna ignore it two podcasts now with around the way curls can't afford therapy and then also doing work on see the thing is and managing it all and that is not a small feat and I'm proud of myself Mm -hmm. and doing it with intention doing it in a way where I feel like I'm representing myself um making mistakes, but learning. But yeah, I feel really powerful. I feel really hungry and motivated. I'm motivated for us to get our live show together. Um, We've had opportunity to do it, but it just, the clarity around what we would do. I think you said it best. And so for people who are like, we want a live show, it's like Shanti and I have to be authentic to who we are and what we do here. And so I go to other people's live shows and it's like maybe super heavy and pop culture which is like dope great that's like the read they're brilliant and then you've got mandy and bridget who like have their freshly squeezed where they incorporate music and then they have these games with folks and i was thinking like what game would we do what's your you were like what's your trauma today (laughs) like it's just we have to figure out what that is and maybe a live show isn't it i don't know if folks have suggestions we're more than open i would love to know because what you would think would be um, an authentic Around the Way Curls live show. What would you guys want to see? We've talked about it. What would idea. you expect from us? I, because I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. That's so interesting that I just can't see us playing games with other people's kids. <laughs> just Maybe it's us playing games with each other. Maybe it's the newlywed game. I don't think that you would know a lot of the things about me. I got to be honest. And I think that's funny, but whatever. I don't know. I also think maybe it's breakout sessions. You know me. I'm stuck on this idea of like duality is a thing. Come, let's do Reiki and yoga and then eat. And then after that, let's do a pole dancing yeah. class and the twerk class. I, think I don't know. Like move less of a show and more of a like experience. And experience people yeah. meeting together, multi um sensory multi things going on mm-hmm. versus it being in a spotlight we on a couch and you have to do we have to do some oh, of that shit. but now's not the time to brainstorm but i i feel really activated i feel really good and i'm really really grateful um to mandy specifically who since she has entered my life um she has done nothing but amplify amplify my voice and put money in my pocket you listen, friends That's like it. that. <laughs> That's all she's done. Um, you know, so I I recognize that and I'm really grateful to her. Um, Thank you, Mandy. Yeah. Sweet baby Mandy. And then I also had a realization, girl, that after this weekend of being around all these people, my deep sadness that I often talk about is because it's rooted in me not being around humans. <laughs> it's rooted in me working from home talking to a screen and usually the cameras are not on and then having to just do a whole bunch of work at night 
try to fit Don't all the things in. you realize you're a human, a social creature? Did you know? <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> I said, what? I got to be around uh, people. That's why I'm sad. Interact. Aww. I've been actually like putting myself in solitary confinement. So mm. I'm going to try to find this balance, even though I'm hungry. I'm going to try to find the balance of, all right, you have to have some social time and not social time on the phone, which is great. But my social time, honestly, is this podcast with you. Is like this is me being social. That oh, is dear. unhealthy. Seriously. Oh. And sad. Yeah, it is. And pitiful. No, talk nice to yourself. But it is a little bit pitiful. A little bit. So that has to change. But I realized how good I felt just being in the presence of folks, feeling their energy, even sitting next to someone and touching their skin, hugging the listeners, like seeing their faces. It was just like, oh, I've. I haven't had this, but I'm also not giving up this remote job, so I got to figure it out. You know what I, mean? I was about to say, Fuck <laughs> out to to- <laughs> I wouldn't be able to feel different when you were in the office. Or- I would not be able to get half the shit I get done for around the way curls and can't afford therapy if I had to go into an office. If I had to commute to an office and then I couldn't, like, on the side be uploading videos and shit while I'm in said office, it would not get, like, I don't know how. Or listen to, like, CNN, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't. So I just got to figure out another way. I have to be. God is good. God is making it yeah. work. God anyway. Me. Whenever you say I'm feeling hungry, I keep thinking like, are you? Like I got to eat? Yeah, I'm like, girl. What you no. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm like, girl, go get yourself some food. Where your little salad at? <laughs> <laughs> my little salad, my vinegary ass yeah, dressing. Yeah, salad you be chopping on. <laughs> I just watched some kale yesterday. <laughs> anyway, this is a long ass update, but this is going to be a free flowing episode and we are only skimming politics because we just need to be lighthearted this week. Well, we was getting on, I was getting on, our, uh, on my own nerves. I know we was probably getting on people's nerves after Definitely. a while. Because I was Def- like, all right, shut the fuck up. First of uh, all, enough. don't even know what you're talking about. Cause- oh, <laughs> speaking of don't know what you're talking about, a horrible <laughs> mistake was made. I shut your dumb ass up. <laughs> oh, hey, and wrong. What's <laughs> annoying is that I'm trying to. Somebody called and said it too, and they said I said it, and I was like, I wasn't even leading that week, but I probably did. You probably were like, Oh, what's it called? What's it called? And then I said, the person that was responsible for bringing these charges up on Trump was the GEA. That is very close. <laughs> what is that drug? <laughs> Why did I say agency? that? <laughs> It's so frustrating. Oh. I'm telling you, after a long ass day of work, and then you get on here and you have to We're try Herman. to be smart. We're Herman. No, that is embarrassing. Like Girl. I want to go back and edit that episode. That's gonna live on. I hate it. And what if they listen to that and they never hear this? Hate it. It's <laughs> what the if district they listen to that attorney. And really think it is the DEA. They, and they, they probably go do you know, regurgitating uh, what we said all along. <laughs> Damn yeah, it. because that's a black man. He is the DEA, <laughs> the head of the you DEA. You want to know why I probably said that? Because I'm fucking watching Snowfall. And Snowfall, the DEA plays a major part in it. And it's just frustrating. It's fine. They mentioned the DEA quite a bit. 
and I was watching old episodes, and I think I just said that. But that that annoys me because I'm like, why couldn't she have said that? That she was leading that week. I should have just shut I up. I might have said it. No, the somebody called and said it was me. They was like, Antoinette, you just be loud and wrong. <laughs> and she went on and on. She was like, and you know Not what? Not you trying to have it put it on me. That should have been shot. I wish that, I was like, damn. I want. All you had to do was <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Anyway, y'all, sorry, but it is the district attorney. And maybe that's wrong. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's I, I right. So. That's, that's right. right. Jesus, All is right. it? Come on. Rate, subscribe, share, y'all. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Rate, subscribe, share. Share with your friends, your mom, and everybody. Become a Patreon on our Patreon. What? Because- Become a become patron. a patron on our Patreon. <laughs> Subscription. You can see these episodes in real time. You can see the tears roll down our eyes. Antoinette slobbers occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the real fucking deal. All right. You can see our unkept homes behind <laughs> us. Is your bed made? It is. is. It? it just. It's just slightly. Oh, I thought those were clothes, those patches. Is it a, is it a quilt? For for cuz you keep saying remarks like your play, your house is never. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> no, about? No, your maybe, house. First of all, it's my house right now. Can you see my floor? Uh-uh. Oh, all right, good. See if you watch a Patreon, you would know what we talk about. <laughs> as long as you can't see, I tried to throw it all on that side. It do be just like right it's, here. It's a just whole bunch of piles stuff right of here. It. Anyway. God is good. Come God on, let's take good. a break. Will you sing? After these messages, we'll be right back. Boop. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, You're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at SCS. Dot georgetown dot edu slash podcast and we are back thank you for still being here <laughs> and we're on to our next topic hot shit y'all the way my panties were wet for the return <laughs> of the fucking succession how excited i was for this oh my lord the first episode of the final fourth season has started. I plan on talking about this every week because I just... I think it's a great idea. It's such a good show. And the, the for me, the energy, the camera work that they're doing this season... It's different. 
is different. I said, what are they trying to communicate? The Did, writing? Do you hear oh. Tom's voice? You know Tom's voice changes depending on who he talks to, right? So his voice is much higher with Shiv. You got to go back and watch. His voice is higher with Shiv because she, quote unquote, emasculates him. And then his voice drops with Cousin Greg. Oh, Greg. Because yeah, he, yeah, he's got I do power over Greg. Yeah. And now that he's, you know, more firm with Logan, it's like a medium. Because when he's nervous with Logan, it shoots up. But it's a different timbre altogether. I was like, this is you, brilliant. You know, he's a British actor, right? Of course. And, and Shiv his- is Australian. Oh, she's Australian. She's pregnant. I know. First of all, if you had to say who you were the closest, if you had to pick a ch- one of the kids that you feel. Roman. Me too. That's who I am in my family. If I was ever anybody, I'm Roman, I'm inappropriate. And, but can I give you another piece? What? Guess who the actor who plays Roman, Macaulay Culkin's brother. What's his name? Syrian? Sorry. It's- Kieran. Kieran. Okay. Um, guess who he was originally auditioning to play? Who? I know. Greg. Believe oh. it or not. And guess who wanted to play Roman? Who? Kendall. Oh, no. No. I love the casting were genius. They were just genius. Yeah. They were like, Kendall wanted to play Roman. And then he quickly realized, like, "Mm, just not for me. And then Roman was like, actually, Greg is not for me. And the casting directors had the vision. For real, yeah. It's the first time that I've seen, uh, what's his name, the father, want his missus like have ache for his kids in Mm -hmm. a way it's the first time we've seen the character show love logan logan for his kids in a way and and listening to an npr episode he the actor brian cox has answers the question or terry gross asks him like does logan love his kids and he was well in order for brian cox to find his motivation to act out Logan, he had to know the answer if he loved his kids, and he does. He to the best his of his, kids. not the way Bell Hooks define Bell. To the best of, he's just not, not pure evil. He loves, he cares about his kids. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he does. Anyway, yeah. a fucking obsessed. What's your predictions though? Who's gonna Who's gonna win the company? I think one of the kids is gonna go is going to betray they're going to betray each other i don't think they're going to stay i think the kids are going to crack again and you could see it in that first episode that shiv was still out for her fucking self roman was the only one that was like yo i thought we were going to do this like he's the one I that love him. i thought we were going to do this together and he also still very much loves his dad so i think i think that unit is definitely going to fracture I think the wife's going to come out the woodworks because that's a bad bitch on the low. I don't know where she coming from, but she going to come out the woodworks. Marsha. Marsha. She's an incredible actress, too. Um, I don't know, Queen. I, I don't Logan quite understand wins. all of the money stuff, so I can't say, like, well, they're going to be bought out by Gojo. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think Logan wins in the end. I still think he wins. Do you want, who do you want? Because those niggas don't know what they're doing. And do they deserve it? I still haven't figured that out. Do they deserve it? I don't know. They deserve something. No, he built it. 
yeah they deserve something of him emotionally but i think in the context of the business them niggas don't know what they're doing although if they work together their superpowers could be wonderful because roman's gut the Mm -hmm. fact that roman didn't feel good doesn't actually feel good about whatever they just did is a cue to me that whatever they just did was a bad choice. But he also has a interesting gut because let's not forget that he was the person that told that what what was it? It was like a rocket that was supposed to launch. He told he was trying to get it to launch early, and then it blew up and killed a bunch of people. Well, I don't know if that was a gut choice, but I can't remember all his gut choices. Actually, for the most part, they've been pretty good. If any know. of the kids got it, I do think. Well, I think no, he's the all... I think he's the one that would be the least even though he's he has his shit. He but his shit he... would take him down. Really? Why? Yeah, I think sex, his shit that photo if that came out if that got public, it would what fuck photo? up everything. Roman, the dick oh, pic. Oh, that he sent he's to not well. Jerry. <laughs> not that he's not well, but, but Shiv Shiv is good, but Shiv's not smart with the business. She's not. Ex- she she overplays her hands. And she Kendall is just a. Anyway, we got to move on. But Kendall is just a hot ass. Child. Oh, straight. If you have never oh. seen them. Sh- <laughs> Bleep that out, Monty. Bleep that M word out. I don't want to give it away. Anyway, keep it cushion. Oh, me. Should we watch Swarm? Yes. All the girls are talking about it. I know. I don't think I have the cable network to watch it. I got to get somebody a passcode. No, it's on something that you can watch. I don't have it. It's on Amazon. You know I don't have it. You don't have an Amazon Prime membership? When uh-uh. you buy things, you pay for shipping? Yeah. Like a good citizen. Okay, I'm going to give you my Prime membership and just make sure when you buy stuff, you ship it to your house. Don't pay for shipping, girl. You act like that's not getting absorbed in the price somewhere, child. You ain't getting that shit for free. Yeah, but you, you're you paying for it. Oh, good point. Good points were made. You're helping pay for my shit. Well, this is good. I like that. That's You know really... Malia helped write it? She was a co-writer? Yeah. Looking all androgynous. I said you. (laughs) I'm also very excited for a thousand and one with Tiana Taylor. I saw the trailer and I'm very emo, but it made me cry. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what I need right now. Her fillers are distracting me, though, in that trailer. Her fillers? Her face fillers. Oh, I know. I'm getting so distracted by it. Like, I can't stop looking at her cheeks. But she looks like she's acting her ass off in this. She's talented. I, I listened to. She is. She's so What's talented. I listen. I watched the NPR uh, review, and normally them white folks be ripping them movies a new one, but they actually enjoyed it. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm finna go see that. Yeah, I'm directed excited by a to black woman that. as well. Shout out to Tiana. Also, lastly, on our hot shit. Uh, you can see some of the live footage from See the Things Is is live show on their Patreon. And I believe their Patreon is patreon.com backslash see the thing is podcast. So make sure you support our girls and check that out and enjoy because they actually give additional content on their Patreon. <laughs> Next, um, 
politics as usual. Not going to spend a lot of time on this this week because we need a break. But we would be remiss if we did not mention the school shooting that took place um, recently. Um, I was driving. It was Monday. Um, and I was driving to go do the podcast with Mandy and them. And this came on my phone. And I got so nervous because I have family um, that live in Nashville and their daughter is of that age group. Mm. And I knew that she went to, she didn't go to a school. She went to a pre-K at a church, like a church kind of situation. And so I text my cousin like, hey, I'm looking at the news. Are you okay? And she responded back and was like, I'm okay. Her daughter's okay. But this took place five minutes from the school. So she's rushing down. Um, apparently like that area, just that pocket has a bunch of institutions like that. And I was so saddened by this. And for those of you who don't know, three children were killed and two, three adults, well, four adults, one by um, suicide, who was the shooter, and then three who were in the school. Was she shot to death? She killed herself. She killed herself. Oh, I thought she was killed. He, because the shooter is trans, um, is a trans man. And that will surely be weaponized. I can't even, I would be dishonest to say that I, to say that I wasn't disappointed when I heard that because I just knew that like, you know, conservative media is going to take that and run with it. And you know, spread out more misinformation and create these narratives that, you know, trans folks are folks to be feared. And this is why we need more guns and more laws outlying it. And then, you know, you also have the whole narrative of this trans man coming into the space where apparently they used to go to school and it is a Christian school. So, you know, a lot of people are delineating that, Mm -hmm. oh, this person was ostracized there probably couldn't be themselves etc etc all speculation right now but it's really sad and I had accounts on all counts I had a conversation on see the thing is about it and I I really respected where Bridget was coming from Bridget was really frustrated by the fact that these conservative states and this area in particular um, it's just come out. I don't think that we had that information then, but the, you know, they have voted against more strict gun laws. Um, their representative is on the news saying like, you know, we're not going to be able to fix it. My father always told me if people want to do harm, they're going to do harm. So we have to protect ourselves. So they're advocating for more guns. Yeah. The guns are the answer. Yeah. And so she was really frustrated with the people who vote keep to keep these people in place and I just want to offer to folks that like it's it's really nuanced that the NRA is really powerful the GOP the Republican Party is really powerful and they pump millions of dollars into misinformation and propaganda and fear-mongering and the statistics do not support that more guns 
help stop gun violence. It is actually the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. But when you're told that, and you know, when you're told you have to fear trans folks, you have to fear black folks, you have to, you know, fear all of this stuff, all the other, that Mm -hmm. there's not enough resources Mm -hmm. and that these people are coming for yours Mm -hmm. and that they are unsafe. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you tend to believe it. It's like the same, it's like, I, I, it's, it's the same kind of propaganda that people fall into when they become, um, religious maniacs and they start to become very extreme. And I know that probably sounds different. Like, okay, wait, you know, people flying planes into buildings and suicide bombs, but like, um, it's propaganda is such a powerful tool. And so I hesitate to to blame these parents, they need to be more accountable and critically think. Well, the take was kind of like these people, like she brought up Uvalde and how the people in that county still voted for Greg Abbott, who's trash, who wouldn't even like really discuss the Uvalde shooting. It was awful, but they still put him in office and he has loosened the gun laws even further to make them more accessible even after in the wake of that event and so people were just like how like what's gonna prevent you guys from from voting for this and I get that but I just I just want to put it out there that folks are really brainwashed and they they believe in their guns I think more what you said what you really hit on the head they believe in the threat of the other yeah. You know, I think America again, America was built kind of on those politics of of other and the threat of their culture, the threat on their religion, the threat on their economics is always, you know, put on an other and you have to protect that and that's your right. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, that is what fuels and 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 validates this this violence like you have to in order to feel like it's okay to kill another person you have to think that they're a threat to your your very existence in a way which feels like the this is really scary but not surprising not surprising at all um and yes just like you said the fact that it was a trans person makes this all the more terrifying and deepens um, the people's divide. fears and the division and the rhetoric and really puts a battery in, in folks' backs um, and, and muddies and makes like, makes it all the more hard to have the conversation about what, about what really needs to be highlighted in mm-hmm. this, which is the guns and which is this idea of other, but like, it just feels like it's gonna be drowned out. And there's just so much, I don't know, that just is unbelievably sad. And the fact that they, I'm really um, shocked and I don't know how I should feel or, or I think there's mixed feelings about people seeing these images online of the shooter going into the building shooting they're releasing that i i don't watch it all so i can't actually say what's on the video you don't see them 
killing anyone, but you see them shooting into the glass and entering the building and carrying the gun and walking, pacing the halls, and then the the police coming in after them and the body of her, them, excuse me, lying on the ground after they've been killed. And it's just like, Again, I, I think get they, the they Emmett were killed Till? by suicide. I'm so sorry. I don't, I, I believe oh, that. I, Let me look that up. Yeah, check what, that because I thought that they were killed by, the, I think the police killed them. Oh, okay. I think they were shot Continue. by the police. Go ahead. Um, but like that's all on TMZ. It's all in the shade room. It's all on all these, you know, platforms that have millions of followers. And I kind of, I understand the Emmett Till theory of like people need to see this shit to know that it's real. Mm. But also, yeah, I, does it make it less real to us in a way? You know, does it desensitize us in a way? I don't know. I don't know how I feel. And I've been seeing on certain platforms more and more killings and shootings, like real life instances of violence that is not from a TV show or a movie. It's like real life violence and death and stabbings happening and being shared on these platforms. And I feel like that is so weird i just don't understand it i don't i don't understand why people share that and i i i'm scared of what the effects of that because even on me it's like kind of i don't watch them but there's something that is not appalled about it that scares me like oh yeah i can't find who was uh, oh i'm so sorry everyone if you can hear that i can't find who the um who who killed the actual shooter but prayers up to the folks in nashville um it's a complicated issue mental health is involved and as well but i will say i'm gonna leave us with this stat that for every 100 people in the u.s there's 120 guns and that's the guns we know about so there's more guns in this country than people and that's bound to be tr get tricky. But let's shift gears a little bit um, because we said we were going to make it light. And I don't know if we have the capacity, but let's try. Uh, <laughs> I ran into this clip on the socials of medias and I wanted to play it because I thought it was interesting as I talk about being in my power. And I'll give you I'll give you some info on that in a bit live in a culture where everybody's like girl shoot your shot shoot your shot but i don't want to shoot my shot i'm trying to be chose i'm trying to be sought after i don't want to have to text a man and let him know i'm available i don't want to have to be in a man's face and be bold to let him know i'm that girl i want a man to see me i want a man to have to go to god about me you gotta seek god about me i mean let me go to god about this one i can't just step to her i gotta go to god first i gotta face god before i can face her the only thing i want to do is be in position position to be sought after and to be seen baby i'm trying to be chose and sought after period okay what are your initial thoughts on that um i think like it feels very black and white to me in a lot of ways. I feel like you can shoot your shot and be pursued as well. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I completely understand what she's saying. And there definitely there is, there is um, 
something about being pursued, something about knowing that somebody wants you. And there's, of course, ease if that is happening to initiate a relationship as a as you know, as the recipient of it, you don't have to deal with the possible rejection of it or yeah, it, it 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 feels easy, and I think a lot of women feel that way, or a lot of folks feel that way of having somebody, especially somebody that you want to pursue. You have that person pull up on you. Um, I don't know if she's alluding to kind of like a um, a chase. I don't. Is she alluding to that she's not going to make herself that available? That this person has to really, really pursue her. I don't know, but I'm also like. I love I love a sh- I love the possibility of shooting the shot as well. I love the practice especially for women who I feel we have a, a become entitled to being pursued. Mm-hmm. We fear we're not in practice of being rejected and recovering. We're not in practice of um radical honesty some ways it's like this coy play versus being like hey I'm really interested in you you know what's up aside from um you know this this super hypersexual form of that um and I get it but I'm I think I'm still team shoot your shot I I think it's I think it's a healthy practice for women and I think it's a healthy practice for men to to have somebody approach them. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. So you know me. I am the queen of, we got to dismantle these gender roles. Up until it comes to... Dismantling the gender roles. <laughs> <laughs> no. Up until, because I definitely pumped my own gas this weekend and posted a picture. But Girl. up until it comes to being honest about how you feel. Ooh, child, I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible at it. And it it is mostly based, rooted in fear. I don't want to be rejected. But then there is a part of me that definitely does not want to make someone uncomfortable, doesn't want to lose a friendship based off the fact that, because most times, I'm not going to shoot my shot at somebody that I just see. I have to like see you, interact with you, know what you're about. And by that time, we probably have formed some sort of relationship. Um, And most times I'm friend zone. So I don't want to mess up said friendship. So I was thinking about the gender roles. (laughs) And I was thinking to myself, like how many Pop, like missed opportunities have you possibly had or missed based off of the fact that you didn't open your mouth and just say that you were open to something not like hey I'm I need or I want us to be x maybe that is what I want or why can't it just be like a hey <laughs> You should go practice it. Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, excuse hey. me. Um, <laughs> I hey, to. hey, hey. It's there. Hey, hey. hi, <laughs> hi. Um, in the in the uh, uh, case that you hey. were you happen to be uh maybe um interested uh anyway. So I say all this to say that I actually <laughs> I I've been feeling powerful, right? And I think I felt a little too powerful 
And so I did this with a friend recently. And I shocked said friend. I felt badly for him because he, he his response was not like, oh, great. It was like, wait, what? It was like the big eyes of like, huh? <laughs> and I don't think I put I put the relation. The good thing is that I did it. I felt good about it. It was just like, good. hey, yeah. it, it, listen, if if this was ever if this was ever something that came no, that's not it. If it, I'm open to it. I'm terrible. It's like, I'm open if you are, bro. Let's explore. Yeah, right. if, if if this possibility, if this if there was an opportunity and the energy was right, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Not like I'm pining. I have mm-hmm. these feelings. I can't get over mm-hmm. it. It's like, yo, you're quality. I'm quality. Why not? Call your friends. We could be friends. But listen, yeah. I did that. And thank God, I don't think that the friendship is ruined. I don't think that, I don't know. I don't think it's mutual, but that's okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm really proud of myself. I am too. That I did. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a big girl at this mm-hmm. big age of 35. That for the first time, I ain't even told nobody I liked him. I just told him, I'm down if you are. <laughs> because because why it. are women given the 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 responsibility to portray it's portraying yourself it's like holding something it's like i i'm it's not being honest it's about like women want this thing but because of these dynamics because i'm because of the power dynamics right But what if you don't even want it what if you're just open to it what if you're Uh, like i don't even know if Uh, i want it but i just want to see it's something to be said it's it it's not withholding and Mm -hmm. the fact that women are often we're taught to withhold and to be coy and to give cues um i mean maybe it makes for a fun chase i guess i don't know maybe does it turn men off i I think too but i feel like just on a spiritual spiritual physical level it's good to get stuff off of you otherwise you're carrying it around and you're kind of like in a conflict you're like withholding which just can't be right it also makes i think room for more closeness talk it about might it. push somebody it's real. I w- i'm so afraid that it's gonna push somebody away but maybe maybe hearing that was like oh wow i didn't even know that like i might even if you don't feel the same way it's still like a, oh you trusted me with that it's good to know and also maybe that changes how they operate with exactly. me of like i may not be doing certain shit with you because but you Lisa's open real. to certain shit but Lisa's it's real authentic right and that's th- yes so i feel like there was there was growth there good it job by me you. but i also think it's important that we recognize that men want to be feel desired and pursued too i'm sure and i'm gonna get in trouble because somebody just wrote a long dissertation <laughs> in the in the um, reviews about how I center men. Well, here I am doing it again. I'm just, I'm not even trying to center them. I'm just saying that I can't imagine having to go through, (laughs) I can't imagine having to go through life and I always got to shoot my shot and, and be the person in pursuit. It's too much pressure. I think it, 
it's it's bad for men, but it's also bad for women. I think we think it's like this place of safety, but it, again, it's, it encourages withholding and, and it's it not empowering. makes you entitled. We feel entitled in a lot of ways that I don't think is healthy. And it's not a great practice of real self-esteem or confidence because you're right. terrified of being rejected. Right. Someone also told me that they felt like it made women... Um, it made them more more like possessions of like yeah. if if this man's all if men are always trying to scoop you up and you have to be mm-hmm. you know this desirable gem outshining all the other gems instead of like this coming together of sorts of like hey right. i'm open you open you kind of dig it maybe you want to try over here <laughs> you want to try you want to or just like you said i'm you try I'm to lay willing. with me I'm, and cry <laughs> That's all I'm trying to do, really. <laughs> you try to watch Netflix and entangled, digger. <laughs> emotional entanglement. That part. You just need a little bit of intimacy and care. That's all. <laughs> but but there's this brings me to my next thing, and I'm not. We're not going to talk about it this week, but I do want to talk about an article that someone sent me around relationships, and I have a feeling you're going to hate it. But it's all about it's about. Time Magazine wrote an article on situationships, which gets a bad rap, um, and understandably so, but I do want to talk about it on here because I also think shooting our shot from a woman as a woman would be easier if it didn't feel like it was layered with, hi, I like you. Do you want to be my husband? Do you want to be the father of my kids? Do you want to make it married? Do you want to move in with me? Do you want to take care of me? Be responsible for me? Like that's a lot. And I feel like when women shoot their shot, what men are, they're they're not shooting their shot to like necessarily always just enjoy themselves. Mm. Like you said, unless it's rooted, some women, but the, I'm talking about like the stereotype is that either they're shooting their shot, the fuck friends with benefits, or they're mm-hmm. shooting their shot for their life partner. Right. Yeah. There is no in between of like, Hey, yeah. I really think I, we could enjoy it. Some time spent together, whatever happens in that time. Great. But I want to be closer to you and I'm open to what that looks like. I don't know how many women have those conversations. And it's so complicated. I can't wait for you to send it because that is so sounds nice. It sounds nice. But when you fall in love, Uh when you're in a situation for a long time without. I think and I love what uh, homeboy. Oh, that star talked about Mm -hmm. weeks ago about constant communication like you can't say we're in a situation ship oh and no. then yeah that's just like years and years like there has to be constant communication i think in any relationship that should be the standard not just alternative relationships but we'll talk about tricky. it we'll talk about it because again i think the way that we're hearing situationship and the way probably most people are is not the way that the article wrote about it. I feel like the name doesn't give the doesn't doesn't give enough um respect and care to what the relationship actually is that that the article was describing. But we'll talk about it. 
Make sure you read it slow, like last week. So we you know really, you gotta read it slow. When you, the, when you really be reading it slow, you be like, yo, that shit don't make no sense, <laughs> bro. Like, hold up, don't add up. Them, I told, I called you, I called you afterwards. <laughs> I said the polyamorous people be talking real fast. <laughs> They be talking real fast yeah, because it makes everybody. sense. You gotta love, you know, I'm they love say you, it love all the right words. Wait a minute. Did you say you're going to love me? You're going to love my friend? Well, why not? See, they say the right words. They say love. They say care, respect, communication, honor. What honor. Else? Ethical. Pleasure. Pleasure. Ethical. Bell hooks. <laughs> he be like, sex. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Women's yeah. choice. <laughs> anyway yeah we gotta read it slow we'll read it slow for you <laughs> you got something do you want to talk about this yes now we're good i know everybody is like oh you know what we want to talk about i was surprised not many of you guys sent us um everybody sent this shit did to they? me oh i didn't, they didn't see it send around it? the way are girls. you skipping the one thing though the girl i'm gonna get into it okay um but i think this last part of this episode i think we should put a trigger warning it is about domestic violence um but of course we all heard about jonathan majors and then after jonathan majors just all nearly hours after jonathan majors i saw this about britney taylor who's a loving hip-hop star now i don't know nothing about the sweet baby this is my first time setting eyes on her and hearing about her story but she was turned in after hitting her child's father in the head with the baseball bat. Oh. And there's a picture of him with blood streaming down his face and her, you know, in a fucked up ass, um, what you call that, lineup picture? What do you call that? Mugshot. Mugshot. And so days later she was released and she went on to her Instagram live and she went on to describe that she was abused for three years by this man. They have an eight-month-old and I think a two-year-old or a three-year-old. She was talking about all throughout her pregnancy, he was abused by her. She then went to tears, you know, talking about- He was about, abused by her or she was abused? Me. She was abused by him, oh. forgive me. So basically alluding to, you know, like this was self-defense, that she was bucking, tired of the shit. She had just separated from him to- find some safety and you know again they had an altercation in which she was defending herself and she goes on to talk about how she never wanted to tell anybody just describing a very um typical uh abuser 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 and victim relationship in which she um yeah, with, withheld a lot and endured a lot. And then, you know, finally came to her own defense. And then we went and heard about the Jonathan Majors um, incident. And I, I looked at the comments that were on her page and a lot of before she came out with her live and a lot of people were, you know, saying that it was ghetto, saying that, um some people saying he probably deserved it, knowing Im immediately that she was probably um, defending herself. And mm, I reject that. But just cool. a lot of like, it was just really interesting to see people's reactions to her situation. And then this came up with Jonathan Majors. And if you guys do not know, Jonathan Majors was arrested 
last weekend over a domestic dispute between he and a 30-year-old woman in Manhattan. Uh, The police were called and he was taken into custody. And the police, the statement from the NYPD said officers placed the 33-year-old male into custody without incident. The victim sustained minor injuries to her head and neck and was removed to an area hospital in stable condition. And then hours later, days later, um, Jonathan Major's defense attorney came out and claimed that the woman had taken back in written statements all of her allegations, basically saying that he was cleared, that she was having a mental health breakdown, and that Major's was the one to call the police to basically you know, get her together and that he's completely innocent of all the charges and the, the charges being assault, strangulation and harassment and that there's going to be a video on some witnesses to clear him of any wrongdoing. The taxi drivers, the witness, the taxi drivers video. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And the taxi which driver still, is the witness, which still has yet to um, surface. To surface. It's over. It has to be viewed apparently by the, not DEA, Joe, but whoever the person is. <laughs> the police have to view the video first, apparently. But I do want to say I haven't seen any recanted statements from this woman. And I haven't seen her, um, any statements saying that, um, official statements from her saying that she was suffering from a mental health issue this is all hearsay from his from jonathan's lawyer we heard about this while we were um about to go on Mm -hmm. for see the thing is mandy was like bitch and pulled up her phone and then we saw jonathan majors on a shit you know with that headline and my heart sank to be completely honest, I have, and I think we talked about it. I think you and I talked about it. I think we mentioned on the podcast in this huge escalation, like he's blown, he's blown up and he has to blow up even more. He hasn't even reached the pinnacle. There's movies coming out, you know, mm-hmm. um, he's getting this A-list. He's getting a lot of attention, getting a lot of uh, printed media, everything. And so I've been feeling worried about him and I've been feeling a bit disconnected. (laughs) I'm very connected to him, but I've been feeling disconnected (laughs) from him in a way in all of this and, and feeling very, yes, worried about his well being and how he's going to manage this monster that, that we've seen, destroy people over and over innocent people well-meaning people um people that so-called have their heads on right which you know we assumed he did eat them alive so i've been feeling that so when i saw that there was a part of me that wasn't that was like okay the other shoe dropped in a way like Hmm. i wasn't surprised maybe maybe that's a far not the right statement to make but there was a part of me like damn like the it this fear is now being realized um and feeling like i don't know if it was like a fight if it was like drug use it domestic abuse just is is just a something you do not want 
to be connected to. Like it's a hard one to recover from, in my opinion. So I, I felt really uh, disappointed and sad for him. Yeah, I think going back to Brittany really quickly, and here I go with my centering of men. But I, I don't think that, I think it's sad that the comments for that was like, oh, he probably deserved it. Oh, oh, oh. And, you know, maybe it was domestic violence, but I do find that when men suffer at the hands of women when it comes to domestic violence, we're very quick to dismiss it and to be like, oh, he deserved it. What he do? Aha, he must have been cheating or whatever it was. And that's fucked up. I have a friend that had an incident here who um, couldn't find any resources for help when he was in a domestic violence. He suffered from domestic violence with his partner and there was like nothing. And I reached out to mad people to like ask them for resources and nothing was available. And he even said that when it was occurring, people were laughing they were egging it on. It was a very public thing and that they were like, ah, what you do? Yeah. Like, and that they were men like, yeah, what you going, you better not hit her. Like, you know, just basically that dynamic of, of, um, a man is in the wrong if he's hit. So I, I do want to point that out and say that we I, need to, I don't think that her partner was from, I'm, I'm, no, no, no. Um, I'm not Brittany saying side. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying yeah. that he was right at all. I'm just saying in general, when we see that kind of stuff happen, it's like the Krishan and Blueface thing. Like they're both hella abusive to each other. Um, I don't know. I feel like. Um, I think it's I think it's maybe I, th I think it's fucked up. I think it's it's th that is true. But I think in that when it comes to the domestic violence dynamics i don't know if i feel um conflict in assuming that the man i i already assume that the man has more power and that the woman is has to be defending herself you know what yeah, i mean i don't i just assume it i don't, and i and and I do feel that she's, I don't I support the woman automatically because often the case is that, that there is an abuse of power, that there is an abuse of um, strength. Shout out to your friend for having an incredible amount of self-restraint because if he wanted to, he could probably have ended that really quickly and like shown like, yo, I will. I think that he's never felt less powerful though yeah and I, and I think that, yeah mm, mm. And, and I think it's be what hurt him the most mm, was the real. fact that he knew that there were no resources there was no help and that people were going to come basically assume that he was deserving of abuse because mm. he's 6'3 yeah. because yeah. he's all of these things That's he's a wild. gentle giant he's yeah. the sweetest I mean, we know a couple of people that have that. Oh, you're right. We damn sure do. Another, yeah. Abuse. So um, I resist that. I know that the bias is still there probably in me, but I'm trying to get better at not making assumptions. And then back to the Jonathan Majors things. This is so fucking layered. 
I would be lying if I said, oh my God, I hope this is not true. And I feel deep conflict about that because I know it's only because he's a celebrity and talented and I'm attracted to him and I want to see him win. He's a black man I'm rooting for. And it doesn't mean that he is not capable of this stuff either, right? And I feel shame around not not feeling a whole a whole lot for this woman that I don't know because I don't have a personal connection to her. And I've, mm. and in addition to that, we have folks that are, there's this dynamic right now that she's recanted. There's this dynamic and, and people are saying that she's white. I believe that that was confirmed. Um, there's a history of white women accusing black men of things of doing things is not true. So then you have that, right? And I don't have disdain for her because she's white. And I also am like, I'm I'm wise enough and enough to know like, well, just because somebody recants doesn't mean it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It could mean that it's going to be settled another way. Whatever the case is, money could be involved, whatever it is. I'm not saying at all that that's what happened. What I'm saying is I'm in deep conflict because I know for me, I just want to see this guy win. And I want her to get the help she needs. Now, if he did it, if video footage comes out, right, and it shows him hitting her, strangling her, I'm going to feel really differently. And I'm I'm not going to be in support of him until he gets help. And it's not up for me to decide what restorative justice measures need to be in place. But I would be lying if I said, I, I'm not hoping that that this shit is not true. And I think, I, and I, and that stems from, you know, when one of, when somebody gets out, you root for them. And especially as an actor, you know, like you, oh. you, you know how much they go through, you know, he, he talked about his daughter. He talked about, You know, they ask him, does your daughter excited that you're in Marvel movies? And he's like, does she understand what's happening? And he said, she knows we're not living in hotels anymore. That was his response. It's like, oh, you just. I guess I feel um, it it does. It intersects with a lot. So much. I think the one that makes me feel the most (sighs) uncomfortable is the white woman, black man dynamic. Mm -hmm. But what outweighs that is the woman-man dynamic Mm -hmm. and the money-power dynamic Mm -hmm. of what's behind him and what's... The machine. The machine that is at risk. If he fucks up, that will will tarnish, the again, the Marvel movies that are coming out that, you know... um, yeah, just the machine that's behind him that is pushing him up and putting the spotlight on him and the measures taken for that not to be sullied and for somebody to be silenced. I think that that makes me feel kind of opposite of you of like, I pro- this, like, I yeah, I don't understand why the the police had this statement where there were injuries to her head and neck. I don't we don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know. It's all speculation. 
But then, you know, it then intersects with this culture that is very new to us as well of like believe women. Like if right. somebody says this shit happened, you know, are you believing women if you're saying, well, okay, we just got to see the facts first. Like, girl, okay, I believe you, but I really do need to see. see is, that? is that a complete contradiction to like, I don't have the facts. I don't have, they're going to, they're going to tell you that this shit didn't happen, but I'm telling you this happened. I don't think that's what is that in conflict is. with, you I said what? For me, no. I don't think when I hear believe women and when I say believe women, I do not mean just outright believe women. A woman says something that means it happened. No, sorry. No. And I might catch flack for that, but no believe women to me means believe them enough to investigate thoroughly, honestly, and understand that that investigation whatever comes out of that needs to be handled appropriately. Oh, I don't. That's how I see it. I, and, and if a man says mm -hmm. the same, it's the same thing where I'm like, I want to see an investigation done here. I don't want to hear that this woman is just having an, a psychotic break or a mental that, break. Yeah, like that's that the most dismissive so, shit ever. So and, cliche. and that's what they go to. Right. Uh -huh. Oh, they were crazy. Don't feel right. Don't we we just right. have to, we've seen it a million times. We've seen documentaries where people come, they, they're up against this machine and they're just, they're silent. The spin, not only silenced, but they're made to be crazy. They're gaslit like yeah, hell. So that, that's why I don't actually trust this idea of, yeah, we have investigated it and she has, she wrote on this paper that it not investigated, happen. not investigated like police not that kind of thing, but like all of us need to do a need to make our own personal investigation and try to decipher how we feel. But believe women, as soon as I hear a woman say something, it's not that I don't believe them. It's like, Oh, that, that requires attention and, and very intentional attention that requires like, hold up. I need to evaluate my relationship with the accuser. But also you have people like Michael Irving do you know who that is? Because he's a sports person. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he let me he was covering the Super Bowl recently. And he was a Dallas Cowboy. But he's older now. He's a journalist. A woman accused him of being inappropriate with her in a hotel lobby. The footage comes out. He's just talking to her. He's weeping in this courtroom. Yeah. Like I know. I know. Ruined. They pulled him immediately. Woman? I can't remember if it was a white woman. It may have been, child. Again, there a history of it. I'm I truly don't know though. I'm sensitive to that as well. I'm really sensitive to you can know. say anything. And I'm also sensitive to, you know, a man can say, my friend can say, hey, she hit me. And people can be like, you fucking deserved it. She say, hey, he hit me. He's done. It's the, yeah, that double standard exists. It all needs to be investigated equally. And it, it might be, it's not, it, maybe it's not realistic, but that's what I hear when I hear believe women. It's like, you got to fucking stop and make sure that you validate what they're saying and figure out what the truth is and how, and, and treat it delicately. That's yeah, what I, guess, I hear. I guess the biggest thing is that I don't think that, society's 
handling of women, the systems, whether it be the justice system, whether it be our own biases, know how to, I don't, I don't know that we are out of patriarchal conditioning enough mm-hmm. to do that, that that's mm-hmm. actually possible. Yeah. And that the cycle just continues. Same with racism. You know, I feel like this is similar in some ways to, um, yeah, Me Too movement, Believe Women, but like the show must go on and we're going to keep doing the same things that we do and nothing's really being, uh, we don't even, ha- we don't have the system, the tools, or in practice of really doing what you say of, of dismantling, of restorative justice, of figuring out what the fuck happened in a way that is long because this feels this feels like it just wants to be oh we're done it she said she ain't say it we're done the show goes on he's innocent i they that's can't it. think that that's how that's gonna go they can't think that do they think i that? don't i don't know if, if they're if if the law if the law is she said it never happened then it never happened like you know, and I and it just is so scary when it comes to abuse, and that's why I brought up the issue of Brittany, is that for a long time she protected him, for a long time she endured something, and a lot of women who are, who are abused will protect their abusers. They'll they'll have a moment of being like after they get hit of being, you know, calling the cops yeah, and then absolutely. recanting and being like, that didn't happen. I'm sorry. I take that back. So it, it's a really delicate, it's so delicate and yep. it's so serious. And I'm, you're right. I'm so sad yeah. that it's ha- happening to somebody that we all really um, wanted to see win. And it yeah. feels like we're all a bit deflated and fuck. God help us all. Yeah. Last thing, I just want to just say that, you know, I I don't disagree with you. I think all of those things are very true. And I'm I'm worried for both of them, honestly, because she could be protecting. He could need help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, vice or, you know, the other way around where she needs some help and you know, now he's got to figure out how to get this stench off of him. We don't know. But what what I'm saying is I, I don't know that we've done nothing when it comes to this kind of work. And we have much more work to do when it comes to dismantling patriarchy. But I don't think, I don't ever think that because someone, how do I say this? If there is injustice happening, right? I don't think the way we even the playing field is by to what? I don't think the way we even the playing field is doing the is, same thing is to, to do the same thing to yeah. the, to the yeah. folks that are it's more hard. empowered, you know, it's hard. like, Oh, yeah. and justice happens to women. So men, you got to take a back yeah. seat. Absolutely. And you know, and justice happens to, and that's what vi- and vice the versa of restorative justice. And which yeah. feels like the complete opposite of the American, yeah justice system so and the court of public opinion that's a real thing and And if you better believe disney that owns marvel is paying real close attention 
the army already put out a statement because he had a, you know, he's mm-hmm. a military kid, grew up in a military kind of home, but he had an ad about, you know, be all you can be the army. Did he? Yeah. What? Which is very what interesting. In the- <laughs> mm-hmm. John, the, the, the plot- more I learn about you, the more Thick I is. feel disconnected. <laughs> right. It's like, girl, you better <laughs> stick with Jason Momoa. He's more, he's more the Jason. Jason said the army. What? We supposed to climb rocks and eat plants and anyway. Um, but they already they didn't pull an ad. Well, they pulled an ad, but they halted an ad of his. They softened that language after the recant came after the lawyer said she recanted, but the 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 court of public opinion and the way that I saw people throw him away so quickly, threw his ass away without any information. Oh, they didn't even read an article. They just saw the shade room. That's it. They said, oh, I knew it. And she white. That's what. And and the other narrative is oh, that's what I you know. get for dating white women. It's I like. Know. And no. then another narrative that's really bothering me is, see, a sister wouldn't have did this to you. And I said, mm-hmm. what? So it's, oh, it would be okay. Wait, what mm-hmm. are we saying with that statement? Mm-hmm. If she was mm-hmm. black, she would protect you. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have. What are you? What are we saying? Mm-hmm. That it, if she was black and getting hit, that she wouldn't. Right. What are we saying with this? Or are we saying if she was black, you wouldn't be in that position because everything would be so peachy? Ciao. Shut up, y'all. No. Like what? It just. I. I hope it's I a, hope it's a lot of prote- disappointment. I hope she's to protected. go around. He, unfortunately, he can't be protected by anonymity. 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 Say it. Well, say it. <laughs> anonymity. <laughs> Oh, I like that word too, anonymity. Oh, that's a good one. But, what do you uh, mean by that? I hope she, I hope her, we don't get an image of her because she's going to be harassed. Because oh, it's everybody gonna, it's thinks that good. it's the woman that he's on the red carpet with. What woman he's on the red carpet with? Oh, girl. The the skinny you Swedish girl that we was talking right. shit about? You don't stalk him right. I told you I feel disconnected from him. For real, real rap, I would have dated him. You wouldn't have <laughs> dated up, Jonathan Majors when Jonathan Majors was skinny. With you would have been like, the have you fuck? seen the people that I date? Wait, let's take a moment. Yes, I have. Maybe, maybe. Who like, was my first love? Antoinette. That's what I'm saying. I think after 21 year old Antoinette, you would never. What about uh the the college one who lingered? The grown, the no. older man. No, I like I said. After that, you learned your lesson, and you never did it again. And then what did I do? I, I then all of a sudden I was only dated fine people. They've been fine yes. ever since. Really? I feel like yeah. You think I date fine people? Yeah. I want you to say that at the next girls' outing because they all make fun of me about who I date, and I'd be like, that Not quality. Them. I don't think of anybody of all of us. You date the finest men. That's what I was. I, every time they say it, I'm like, mm, okay. So I don't but be disrespectful. Also, but uh, that is for me to say. Stop acting like you. You you wasn't with him shooting in the gym, and you wouldn't have been. So. That's not true. You wouldn't also, have. I'm this might not age well if this video footage comes out and it's tricky. So you can have them for now. <laughs> oh, I got the picture right here. I'm gonna send it to you. Well, not us still arguing about this. That was tacky, and I apologize <laughs> for how we ended that. No, no, seriously, I it was hope not good that 
that they both get what they need. This is so sad and unfortunate. And I don't know. This was an episode pray. that was supposed to be brighter and exciting. I know what happened. I don't think we're capable of it. I think we are who we are. No, we have we to gonna have be a who we going to be. All right. Fun you get episode. I'm telling you, you guys come to this live show. We're going to cry together. <laughs> that cry, part. Cry, I feel cry. like if they don't cry at the live show, we ain't do our fucking job. We ain't job. do our job. Live show, we got to talk about our trauma. Yeah. We got to talk about help. healing. We got to do breath work, get real deep, take a little ayahuasca and really weep. That's what we need to do. That's we just a organize a retreat. Show. That's what I'm saying. Yes. That's $3,000. We're giving out drugs, nigga. <laughs> we got to hire somebody, though, to really lead us through that. I would never do ayahuasca with a bunch of strangers. Hell. Well, oh, no. Well, wait. The place that I. Um, I asked my friend about. I wouldn't do that either. Charlie. I know what you're Charlie's talking about. I wouldn't do that. that. Really? Mm-mm. You wouldn't do it with me? Because apparently, like, you're in the room, but you go off into the wilderness with, like, yeah, what you want. but maybe I wouldn't want to do it with a bunch of other people's energies. Like, I wouldn't want to, like, I just wouldn't want to do it. I would do it with you. I do it with, I would do it with a so couple other people that I know. So you wouldn't do the group thing with me? No, I wouldn't do it with strangers. Yeah. Like, we already talked about this. Doing it with white Damn, people. Damn, I thought that. Like, I would be <laughs> so terrified. I wouldn't do it. I hate to break it to you, Shanti, but we're white. I'm not I can't white. believe it sometimes. That's that I'm brown skin privilege. <laughs> Who's not white? I'm not white. To say I'm white is just not honest. <laughs> My mom's going to listen to this and really. Your and mother then on not- top of it. <laughs> first of all. Would she be mad? My mom would be upset. But would your mom be upset? I think your mom would be like, yeah, you're not. I feel like she would agree. She'd be like, but you, you sure want the white privilege. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you want it in? You want this you house? You want this house? <laughs> <laughs> you want this inheritance if I have any? I'll be mm, like, yep. Tricky. Ain't nothing wrong with that either, mother. Because <laughs> Lord knows. That's the whitest shit you ever said. Okay? It's real. All right, well. Guys, we're still figuring it out because we are still understanding our intersectionality so pray for us pray for jonathan pray for the unidentified woman pray for Brittany. Yeah. i think that we just gotta pray all around we just gotta pray <sighs> anyway damn i wanted this to be an uplifting episode fun Light. Not us thinking talking about domestic violence was going to be up. Why did we That's think how that? jaded we are. It's going to be funny. <laughs> Just throw in a little bit of uh, something from Instagram and it'll be good. Why? I know. I found that one dumb clip. It was all hype. Like, all right, we we not going to do politics this are week. Are we going to talk about the mass shooting? Are we going <laughs> to talk about a woman getting abused and hitting a man, abusing, abusing a man, and then a woman? Anyway, I can't even get it together. All right, next week, next episode will be funny. Maybe. I don't know. We have a great guest. All right, this will be the end of this topic as well for another. That's your uh, fault. You wanted to bring it. I I think it was important that people really understand what the fuck it was. What are the foundations? I don't know if we did it justice because I don't know that we really understood what it was. I'm very nervous about that episode on 
relationship anarchy. I feel like we were confused and that we needed somebody to walk us through that who talks real fast. No. <sighs> Whatever. <I'm- laughs> Just this is all a clusterfuck. The more that I know and learn things, the more that I realize what the fuck. Like what the actual fuck is happening? <laughs> what for real, I don't think knowing all these alternatives is really helpful. For real, for real. Like from the bottom of my heart, it does not make anything more clear. <laughs> more options. We don't want to be free. Tell me what to do, right? I don't know if it's freedom though. It really isn't. And that's what I guess. That's where my buck back is. Like, are you? Are we really? That's really happy. Feels like you're still human doing this existential thing acting like you know what you're doing but you don't can't far more simpler if we didn't know right if we didn't know what all of the alternatives i think that's why people do the thing the nuclear family it's clear cut you get it yeah you go to you know entrepreneur no i'm gonna go to work I'm going to make my money to come but home. Does, but you're still unwell. Either way. You're only unwell if you know you're not well. That's why ignorance truly is bliss. Well, the more you damn, know. I need the blue pill. The more disheartening it is. For real. More, truly. Them people in small towns happy as shit. <laughs> not you I'm dead ass. They go to their... They go to their high schools. They meet their ladies, their husbands. By the time they and my 17, next life, 18, I want to be a Utah Mormon. I, I want to be about. in a Mormon in Utah that believes a Jebediah who was born. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's no diss. <laughs> Truly, it's no diss. It's like, yo. What was that this... nigga's name that started the Mormon religion? I swear. What it was gotta be thing? Jebediah. <laughs> Look it up right now. Look it up right now. The fact now. that I say that, that's my funny joke computer. that I think in my <laughs> arsenal is Jebediah Springfield started Mormonism. <laughs> Why won't you just look it up? Because I don't want to know it any different. That's my joke. No, you y'all. have to. Is his name Jebediah? Joseph Smith. What? <laughs> <laughs> That nigga name should be the nigga. That, and it was just like 20 years ago on top of it. It was it's very modern. It was. 1844. <laughs> this nigga's like, yo, hear me out. Oh, no. I, I wait. He wait. Joseph Smith was the founder and first president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He and five associates. They ain't give names. Associates, <laughs> right? My friends, they're my associates. <laughs> my, they're my business partner. <laughs> Formerly <laughs> organized a church at Fayette, New York. What? No, on Utah, April baby. Six. Uh uh-uh. uh. It had to have been Utah. Utah is the he, hub. He presided over the church until 1844 when he was martyred. Martyred or murdered? Martyred. It says. Wait, I'm so <laughs> confused. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> a martyr. He was murdered. Because <laughs> you can't be a martyr unless you murdered. I'm upset. I'm really Internet. upset. People no. are going to call. Oh, God. Listen, the doctrines of Mormonism began with the farm boy Joseph Brooklyn. Smith in the 1820s in western New York. 
during a period of religious excitement, which is known they, as the Second Great Awakening. He was excitable. Wow. Yo. It happened in. They migrated to Utah. How they migrate to Utah? We have to do our history. Everything happens for a reason. Maybe the rent got too high. Black man. No, no. Joseph Smith. I'm looking at him. He wasn't black. He was blonde, wasn't he? Well, bitch, I don't know because there weren't. Girl, it's black and white. (laughs) When I was like, ain't no pictures of Joseph. (laughs) Mary (laughs) and Joseph. Yeah. That ain't what Joseph looked like. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Man, I was taught what Joseph looked like. We don't know. Anyway. He said they got excited and started uh, Mormonism. He had, was excitable. Guess how many children he had. Uh, so no, many. he wasn't. He wasn't. Wait, Joseph lived a long life. Hold on. Guess how many kids he had? About 62. 48. Yeah, 48 kids. Joseph had that. How did he die? She said he was martyred. I mean, murdered. I I mean, he had cancer. I mean, in his sleep. Wow. Wait. Sixth president of the. Because who was Brigham Young? Because that's the university's named after Brigham Young. Serve as a president. He was a Mormon, too? I think that maybe Mormonism. Mormon's son. That might be (laughs) a sect. We got to get off this episode. The fact that we're still recording. All right. Um, more to come on this. Maybe we should do like a history. I you know how they do. Should. Have you ever watched drunk? <laughs> have you ever watched drunk history? Yeah. Maybe we should just do around the way history where we deep dive into history and the way that we recall them. This nigga, they had the. Um, the he died of pneumonia. I knew it. They said he martyred. See how they lie? They tried to make it all up. <laughs> Why ain't say what does martyred mean in that context? Because I ju- I swear to God I read it. Let me say one thing. Why the Mo- I'm gonna help you. We bringing it together, y'all. You heard it here first. Why the Mormons settled in Utah? Somebody by the name of Young led the Mormons on the great trek westward through the wilderness, some thirteen hundred miles to the Rocky Mountains, a rite of passage they saw as necessary in order to find their promised land. <laughs> They said New York said the promised land is in Utah. Oh, wow. And we think that's silly, but then we over here. Anyway, don't get me started. Wait, where were you going with that? Because people think like a, um, think that it may be ridiculous that some niggas in New York were like, we got a, a rite of passages to the promised land. And then we just find out the promised land is in Utah, but yet. So many religions have these promised lands that we all respect and honor when when maybe it's as sacred or as ridiculous as that. <laughs> Who knows? Like I said, you know too much. It doesn't make it's all it doesn't we have it doesn't to, make sense to me. Well I don't get it. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Oh what is the name of this episode? You the right the Mormons? No. Would you call him Jebediah? What Jebediah Springfield? <laughs> Leave it to me. Jebediah <laughs> Springfield started Mormonism when he was excited. Jonathan in Majors Utah. and Jebediah Springfield is no. the name of this episode. That's it. 
Jonathan Majors. And, how you spell Jebediah? I don't know, but it slaps. It feels good on the tongue, don't it? <laughs> Say it out loud, Jebediah. I might, if I have a son, I'm going to name him Jebediah. Jeb, come here. J-E-B-E-D-I-A-H, Springfield. That's amazing. Jonathan Majors and Jebediah Springfield. <laughs> Okay. Do you know who Jebediah Springfield is? No. Jebediah Springfield is the founder of Springfield and the Simpsons. Really? <laughs> yeah. So why would you say Because I'm that not makes... respectful because I don't have any respect for religion of the Mormons in particular. No, not apologize. Oh, my God. That is. <laughs> His name was Jebediah Obadiah Zachariah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Yes. <laughs> no, you lie. Hans Sprungfield, better known as Jebediah, Obadiah, Zachariah, <laughs> Jedediah Springfield, was the purported historical founder of the town of Springfield and a murderous. Listen, I love The Simpsons. You don't know about Jebediah, Joe? And I, I didn't know that. Thank you for that. I think we need to go. It's <laughs> almost two hours in. I'm exhausted. I've been trying to hold my eyes open this whole episode. All right. Peace to the gods, old and the new. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.